0: And all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard here on a Tuesday, 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 and I hope you're all doing well. Looks like uh, we're going to have some weather out there. I think so. Yeah. First thing we got is a voicemail from Cody from the No Save For You podcast. Go ahead, Cody. Hey, Glenn. This is Cody with the No Save For You podcast. I was just listening to your last episode, and you asked when a sandbox stops becoming a sandbox. And I think once you take away player agency or the choice uh, from your players, that's when it stops becoming a sandbox. Otherwise, to me, it's a sandbox, and it's as simple as that. Anyway, keep up the good work. I'm really enjoying the show. Um, and I think I'm going to check out the module you mentioned in the last episode, L1, I believe, uh, Bone Hill. Uh, sounds like there's some cool stuff I could rip out of there for my game. Anyway, um, I will catch you later. Bye. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. Well, you're right. Um, I was kind of just saying that, you know, how big does the sandbox have to be to be a sandbox? That's what I was going for. But you are absolutely right. Player player agency is gone. Then it no longer becomes a sandbox. It becomes a railroad. And that's not a good thing. There should always be player agency, more or less. And I'm for that. And I'm I'm glad you're going to check out L1. I think you're going to find a lot of stuff in there that's interesting. So thank you very much for sending that. I want to talk about your campaign world. How much stuff you cram in it? And how do you work it to make it feel like yours? What I mean is, a lot of people, a lot of first-time Dungeon Masters, especially young folks, they tend to want to... They'll just grab anything out of the Monster Manual, throw the whole Monster Manual into the game. And, you know, I've always said art begins at a taking away. So... I think you should probably modify things like monsters and magic items and what, you know, the whole the whole world. And what I mean by that is when you're starting out, yeah, you, you just play in the fantasy generic type world. But once you go along, you start, you know, adjusting things and taking things away, maybe adding some things. And it's all part of the growth of your campaign world but you know there can be too much you you never should put too much in a world i've seen a lot of peoples who do stuff like oh we don't have orcs in our world or we don't have elves in our world or or something like that or the clergy is all powerful and so they don't let clerics go out and adventure and things like that which is good i like that that's uh showing that's showing you're adapting to being a dm you're doing your own thing you're making your own mark but some people whatever monster they find they'll throw into their world and that makes kind of a hodgepodge of stuff you never know what you're going to find now i'm assuming most dms even newbies out there would not put a monster where it doesn't belong as far as a habitat goes, because you'd always look at where they usually hang out, whether it's a colder climate or a warmer climate or, you know, in the mountains or in the forest, in the ocean, on the beach, you know, you gotta, you gotta research this stuff a bit. Just all you have to do is read the monster description of the monster manuals pretty, pretty much. They'll pretty much lay it out where you'll find these monsters and I always use the example. You wouldn't put a remoras in on a tropical island. That would be a mistake. But who knows you may you may make a tropical one. That's the thing you could also always modify monsters too. And magic items are the same way. I always thought it was neat when I read through the one e, a, D, and DMG looking at those ancient artifacts that Gary put in the back where he just gave you lines. Okay, here's its primary power. It also has secondary powers. It just give you lines to write in, customizing it yourself, which I really like because I can really get, like, hands-on. You know what I mean? And you can think about what this thing can do, what they, this thing can't do. Sometimes I just go casting around for ideas like a... Build an adventure around a magic item or a monster or something like that. So, I'm casting around for ideas. I do things like look through the Tome of Adventure Design or look through some monster manuals. Look at some of the Frog God stuff. Just look at regular animals, what you can do with those. And you can actually adapt that to stuff. I mean, you know, that's where the owl bear came from. (laughs) It's an owl. It's a bear. Wow! And same with magic items. Magic items are fun to think up for me. The last thing I came up with was the plus one armor of teleportation. You own the armor and it's attuned to you and you have a trigger word. And once you utter that trigger word, bam, the armor just slab, slaps on you or teleports to you and you're in the armor, which I think is would be fantastic to have. And I made the range 100 miles. So, it's attuned to you. I give us some limitations, like, you can only do this so many times a day, type of thing. Or if you go out of range, your SOL it's just going to sit there. Kind of like Thor's hammer, always come back to him. The the armor will always be there, mostly. I can, oh, as a DM, I could have so much fun with that. (laughs) Boom, you just got the pants. Boom, you just got one arm. Say it was full plate. Boom! The helmet just comes because <laughs> somebody's holding it or something. I don't know. It'd be funny anyway. I, I like stuff like that. I also have one. I think I took out of a book somewhere. I can't remember uh, a magic item where it is a small. It's a small replica of a door on a necklace on a on a wear around your neck. And so many times a day, if you're somewhere and you tap the door, all the doors in an area fly open. Whether they're wizard locked or not, whether they're regular locked or not, and it's like, man, you could have, you can get into so much trouble with that. I mean, yeah, it's handy to open a door, but it does it in an area. (laughs) Oh man, oh man, I just give that to my players and just watch the carnage. Oh boy. Anyway, that's my thing. You gotta, you gotta think about it. You gotta balance it out. Pick and choose things. If you want to come up with something new, just make sure you can fit it in your world. Because I'm looking at some, I'm looking at some campaign worlds like the Mitterlands, which I love. I absolutely adore the Mitterlands. But I look at all the monsters in there, and they're really kind of weird and kind of. They did stuff to them. Some are mutated. Some he just sort of tweaked. But I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking. How do I fit regular, like, orcs and goblins and giants and stuff in here? And is it going to clash? You always worry about that. It's If it's going to clash with your world. I mean, some people are so gonzo, they do stuff like the sword and ray gun thing, where they bring a little advanced technology in there, which fits right in with the pulps. But, anyway like I said you got to make sure it fits. If it fit, it fits to your I should say it fits to your to your satisfaction. Because if you like that stuff, you know, you know, put it in there. You know, you want to put the old West in a fantasy setting. Go ahead. Nobody's stopping you if you think it works, if you can make it work. So no problem, really. So, go down and do like go down and do likewise. You know what I mean? So that's my little spiel for today. I'm going to go start my day. And if you want if you want to talk about this or anything else, drop me a line at oldmangrognerd at gmail.com or leave me a voice message at Anchor. And we're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month you can support this program. And I thank you. So, let's keep the ice warm. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions?